Welcome, Pathfolk, to the Find the Path Adventures actual play of the War for the Crown Adventure Path. Where we've either made a new friend or a new enemy. Mm. We can't hurt the <laughs> Utyug. Oh, we got we to double check that it is an Utyug. Who knows? <laughs> I was about to say, I mean, I think Zorns have three legs, if I remember correctly. Yes, there's a bunch of other things that have three legs, too. Mm. Although, usually they don't look like giant, yeah, like, I don't think... moundy kind of things that, like, a uh, Utyug does. Yeah. Now we're getting all meta. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> a little bit. You are correct. We're also in the middle of a swamp, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> Find the Path Special Swamp Edition. <laughs> yes, we're all, we're all a little damp. Unfortunately, we don't have any swamp benders with us. That's true. <laughs> I was honestly nice. thinking, it's like, this would be a whole lot easier if you had one of those swamp boats with the big fans on the back. Mm. Yeah, yes. I know. Yeah, we were going to commandeer this airboat. <laughs> <laughs> yep, if this had been invented. Yep. In some ye olden days, there was a clockwork pontoon boat. <laughs> hey. It's always that interesting thing with uh, with almost every fantasy setting. I'm sure that there's probably a name for the trope where there was a previously more technologically advanced society mm. that has now collapsed and everyone is technically living in like the, the world they've left behind. It probably relates back to people in our world studying history. And then you look back at Rome and then you have the Dark Ages that followed the fall of Rome and Greece and all the rest of that stuff. So you have your... Aslanti equivalent, but they're like, what if Romans, but instead of just aqueducts, also steampunk? Yeah, and it's a big thing in fantasy also of there used to be super powerful magical things and great wonders were done. We don't do that anymore. That's all gone. Yeah. yeah. So that you can go adventuring and find the great, awesome, you know, thing. But hey, there's an adventure path that has a submarine. There's an adventure path that has a fan boat. So... That's true. There is an adventure path that has a submarine. Wait, won't seriously? say which one, because spoilers. <laughs> oh, no, I know the one you're talking played about. That one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, wait a minute, I played that. <laughs> which one? Oh, that I one I was I in. about that part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember what came after that, and it was terrible. It's true, and we'll see if today's terrible. Uh, oh, welcome no. back, everyone, to the continued exploits of our heroes, the Knights of Summer. When last we left our party, after a brief uh, midnight interruption to their sleep schedule caused by boots full of porridge. Yeah. Porridge. To which yep. we determined there may be a spirit or fey at play. Yeah, it was actually more wholesome than it initially sounded. Yes. As long as you don't tick off the fey, it's fine. Yeah. This wasn't the calling card of the porridge murderer. Well, porridge <laughs> in a boot, boot is just real thief. weird. It's going to be disconcerting, like, no matter mm. what, for a little bit. Just like... Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Definitely disconcerting. At the very least, though, not um, aggressive. Yeah. I, I, I would like to be the editor who took uh. that that this submission for the AP and was reading it and went... This is a typo, right? <laughs> Boot porridge? It's not full of porridge? <laughs> it's that classic thing of anything where you're not expecting it. Mm. So, like, again, the I think I made a reference maybe when it even happened of the whole idea of, like, a clown standing on your yard at midnight. A yeah. clown at midnight is terrifying. A clown anytime is terrifying. But even if even if it's not that, True. like, if you woke up in the morning and you went into your bathroom and there was an origami dog folded on your bathroom sink, mm. why is this here? Because mm -hmm. I'm about to be killed by the murderer in heavy rain. Yeah, it's that's like why the, the origami killer is about to kill me. You know? yeah. no. <laughs> it's like, I really hope Rachel's taken up origami, but I don't <laughs> think she would leave it in my bathroom. <laughs> I mean, probably not. <laughs> probably not. I like that. That's reassuring. 
but we'd uh, had a brief conversation where the party had discussed the implications of this bootful porridge and decided, mm-hmm. well, maybe we should make our own offering and left some bread and the bread was gone. So maybe that's a good thing. And uh, it also there was a little writing on the on the mirror left behind for Gwen, technically left behind for whoever made the perception check to notice it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was Gwen. Yeah. Not the best way to convey a message if we were uh, all rolling poorly. Well, I mean, I mean, that's your fault. Then. Thankfully, it wasn't important. Just take the boat, which we were already doing. Not whoever it was that wrote it could know that. I mean, they don't know what our that's perception fair. And, scores uh, are. I think we had just determined they were like halfling-ish sides, so that mm-hmm. might have been as far as they could reach up. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. You had also um, decided to make your way out into the swamp, which was your original plan, to go out into the Stecky mm-hmm. Swamp to go and try to find the pump house that was connected to the statue spur of the canals. Basically, the groundwater pump house that kept the surrounding area more arable as far as uh, actually using it for farmland yeah, or anything like concerned. that. Yeah. Yes. There's a little too much water for farming right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that there are probably some plants and such that would grow well out here. I mean, my, my mind immediately goes to rice. Which yeah, I was yeah. Say rice would, yeah. Would, would, rice well, would. rice would grow okay. I mean, and it's... like cranberries grow in water and... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm. Cranberries and all the rest of yeah. that stuff. But unfortunately there for the local things. town that... Yeah, for the local yeah. town that wants to grow things like cabbages, um, mm. you need pretty like dry cabbages. land. <laughs> yeah, we need water, but we need water in the right places and in the right amounts, which is not everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and coating everything. <laughs> so you had gone and spoken to mm. Bo. Yeah, we met Bo, who ha- guy. I have a soft spot for Bo, and I don't know why. A soft spark? Well, sure. He's <laughs> yeah, a nice guy. No. <laughs> He's like 20-something. Gwen's like, no, you're too young, child. <laughs> also, I've got a man waiting for me in uh, Lothadar. He basically oh, yeah. said, uh, well, I mean, here's my here's my swamp boat, and you can, uh, you can make your way out into the swamp, and, and good luck to you. We found out there's a graveyard that's been flooded yeah. out here, too. Yeah. That's definitely going to be a thing. Like, he wouldn't have mentioned that if there's not going to be a trip out there to, like, quiet the undead. Mm. Make your way up there past that uh, that old knick-knack burial ground. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's called a plot hook right there. Yeah. Past the pet that's, cemetery? That's, oh, yeah, sorry, that was a pet cemetery <laughs> reference, but... Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I was, just, I was still talking about the cemetery in general. The it's soil be... of a man's heart is Stonia. <laughs> It's going to be real bad if uh, this was the the day of the anniversary of the graveyard being, you know, dedicated. It's yes. Like, oh, man. It's the anniversary of the flooding. Oh. Some things are better off dead, guys. Just <laughs> some things are better dead. Like dead things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dead things should stay dead. So he warned you about the pet cemetery up in the Stackies March. So I'm going to assume that you're not going to go. I, I believe you you spent some time traveling through the march. You unfortunately uh, we unintentionally explored the marsh. You got a little lost in the marsh on your way out there before eventually managing to find the pump house. You'd arrive there as described. It's this large stone building rising up out of the murk uh, there just on the edge of the basically on this this rise built along the edge of the stacky spur, this canal. The entirety of its roof just covered in moss hanging down the sides of it. Uh, there is something oddly beautiful about like abandoned buildings in like swamps and marshes and all yeah. the rest of that. Mm. Serenely beautiful yep. and a little disturbing with the uh, mm. nature reclaiming a man-made structure. Mm. I don't know. I just like moss in general. Like I think moss is just nice. Oh yeah, moss it's very is neat. Yep. I still need to look into. They make a moss wall acoustic paneling, oh, and I so want I'm like, them. oh, that'd be kind of neat. Yeah, that would be, nice. be neat. But you had arrived here. You had pulled up onto what counts as a shore here in this. It's very swamp. mushy. Had stepped off. It's that peat moss. It's like it's that thick layer that grows over mm. everything. But the moment you step down, you sink like six inches in. We could make some mm. killer mummies out here. It's true. Yeah. 
you could definitely could mummify some people here. <laughs> you all climbed out of the barge, had pulled the barge up onto shore, had turned back towards this structure. As it describes it here, this uh, sturdy stone building straddling the berm, uh, separating an algae-choked marsh from the stagnant canal waters. A long sluice looks as though it might have once accommodated a mill, while a stone walkway wraps around the southern portion of the building. Moss almost completely obscuring the slate roof above. You'd had a few seconds to take this in. You stepped out, looked up. Made a perception check. Before Felix had noticed. Mm-hmm. First, she had sensed this this feeling of something watching her. And then had turned, looked over the islands. And then one of these moss-covered islands had risen up mm-hmm. on three thick trunk-like legs. One central stalk rising up out of the top of it topped with three eyes stacked at the tip of this tentacle where two other tentacles covered in these large barbs had raised up from the sides as this thing had stood up to its feet. And you'd had a couple of seconds to take this in as the, the center of this, it's just a roughly ovular thing that looks like, not that your character is probably as familiar with it, but has the skin, the texture of an elephant and almost elephant-like legs, three of them, two in front and one in rear. It's totally not Yug. As it raised up out of the muck, massive in size. New friend. The Mm. center of this sphere of flesh splits open like two lips as you see all of these teeth and this long, dense tongue comes out and just slowly licks along the algae across its mouth. They're the very definition of ugly cute. (laughs) I love him so much. Let us be friends. I will allow Felix to make me a knowledge engineering. I don't have that. I I have that. I don't know if uh, Oliver has that. I don't, actually. I do. There's just a big old thing. Yep. Oh, man. Well, whoever is closest to me is just, you know, that thing where you just, like, slap them as hard as you can without saying anything. What? Uh, we have company. Where? What do you mean? <laughs> Once she makes the point out action, all of you can turn over there, because again, you're facing towards the building as he rises up, probably shocking for Gwen once Gwen is pointed out, because it's only like 15 feet away from you. <laughs> ah! Something um, that large should not move that silently. I oh. brandish my glaive. <laughs> it's not attacking, so let's stay calm. Uh, anyone that wishes to make a dungeoneering as the creature yeah. begins to slowly... Again, it doesn't seem to be initially hostile. Yes. So much as it's almost, as it raises its tentacles, it almost gives you the impression of a dog raising its hackles, that you are in its space. Well, Cornelius knows exactly what this is, as I roll a 19 for a 27. That's pretty good. Gwen only rolls a three for an 11. Mm. (laughs) Uh, With an 11, unfortunately, you have no idea what this is. Cornelius, being a well-read gentleman, such as you are, and a man who spent some time in cities. You are able to recognize this three-legged creature, mostly mouth, with these three <laughs> tentacles, two tipped with barbs and one with eyes, as a creature commonly known as an utyug. Yep. Yep. Utyugs are particularly vile um, and horrid creatures that lurk in yep, places most sane creatures avoid. Their lairs are middens, cesspools, offal pits, toxic swamps, and sewers. The greater the lair's filth, the greater the draw to these refuse-eating Utyugs. Why they gotta be so rude to Utyugs? Yeah, they're particularly rude to Utyugs because uh, I skipped where it says they're freaks. Oh! Mm. oh this is kind of oh, mean so to them, really. Mean. 
I mean, technically they're aberrations. They are aberrations. They play a role in the ecosystem. And yeah, they are say, friends. <laughs> they're friends, not foes. There's a reason why they're used for trash disposal in cities. They're useful. They glory in the role of scavenger, wandering through vast underground caverns in search of the choicest cuts of garbage and waste. Upon finding such refuse, they gorge upon it, gathering what cannot be consumed in one debauch to bring back to their foul-smelling lair. Utyugs yeah, spend most of their time in these filthy dens, which they keep constantly filled with carrion, dung, and worse sorts of stinking effluvia. Gross. Uh, intelligent creatures dwelling <laughs> in subterranean areas near Nutyug often form a partnership of convenience with the disgusting beasts. These creatures gladly provide their refuse and piles of raw meat to the Utyug, transforming the creature into an effective form of trash disposal. Yeah, in return, perfect. the Utyug leaves its benefactors alone and does not attack them, possibly even acting as a guardian. Delightful. So we Let's need to it. make that happen. The town just piles their trash into a wagon, and when the wagon gets full, somebody delivers it to the Utyug and thanks for guarding the pump station. The yeah. most horrifying thing to most races about the notorious Utyug is not the nature of its diet or its choice of layers, but rather that a creature with an Utyug's taste can be anything other than a mindless scavenger. In fact, Utyugs are surprisingly intelligent and often quite eager to form alliances with those who offer them a steady supply of delicious diversions in the form See, of offal and waste. Utyugs are friends. Most Utyugs understand the fact that other creatures find them unpleasant and hideous, but few care. You know, if he is nice. the lurker, he's not hurt anyone. He's just been yeah, he's watching. Yeah, well, and that's, that's what Bo said, too, that you uh -huh. can just kind of feel him watching, but he never does anything. Didn't even go after the pigs. Mm -mm. With a 27 on your check, you may ask three questions pertaining towards the Utyug. Okay, uh, what languages do they speak? Uh, most Utyugs actually tend to develop the local language or the local tongue. Okay, so common. They are not exceptionally intelligent. They are surprisingly intelligent for being... They're surprisingly intelligent in that you can hold a conversation with them at all. Yes, but they will not hold very complicated conversations. It's like talking to the rock trolls in The Witcher. Ah. Oh, yeah, kind of. Uh, I, I've got two questions. Uh, special attacks. Special attacks. Uh, first off, Utyugs do possess very long tentacles. Those that it strikes with its tentacles, it can grab. Those that it grabs, it can constrict, mm. uh, crushing the life out of its foes. In addition to that, all Utyugs carry disease. Uh, usually filth fever, just because of the nature of their filth. diet. Yep. Um, I'll actually go ahead and give it to you this one. Like, first off, this uh, appears to be larger he a big boy. than normal. In addition to that, there's something about its coloration, its pallor, that give you the impression that its disease might be potentially worse. Oh, he's a sick boy. Aw. Do we need to help our Utyug friend? Uh, yep. You have one so, question uh, remaining. Let's do uh, special defenses. Special defenses. I don't remember really, Utyugs only possess one special defense, which is they are, in fact, completely immune to disease. While they do mm, carry a variety of diseases, much like a Komodo dragon, they are, in fact, utterly immune to them themselves. We don't actually know anything about their defenses and special attacks because we never fight them. Yeah, that's why I was like, <laughs> I literally don't remember anything, and I have three questions, so I'm going to ask just because I'm curious. Uh, the only other thing that I'll give you really pertaining towards this one, um, unlike many Utyugs, this one is obviously a quote-unquote wild Utyug. Uh, many Utyugs are commonly like run into in sewers and yeah. in cities. Uh, this one is actually in what is basically the Utyug's natural habitat, which is a swamp. Oh, okay. Which is where they are swamps and underground caverns are where they're commonly found. As such, you do note that, much like many Utyugs, it is shockingly stealthy in water. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a hippopotamus. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's when you put them in their natural habitat, it sounds weird because they're like three legs and tentacles and stuff, but like that actually works really well in a swampy area. 
that while the Utyog's mouth is located on its central body, its nose is actually located on its eye trunk. Yeah, so it can, like, poke mm-hmm. up its little eyes. Like, it has a little snorkel, basically. Yeah, That's basically. why nobody yeah. ever sees him, because he's all the way underwater, and it's just a little tentacle, he- little you tentacle. know, sticking out. Yep. Yeah, like uh, the trash monster. Yeah. monster, yeah. 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 <laughs> In Star Wars, exactly. In Star Wars. Nice. Oh, it's an Utyug. All right. Is it friendly? Um, They are... Uh, scavenger-type creatures that are um, many times found in cities uh, as waste disposal. They typically eat refuse and uh, offal. They mm. are intelligent and can be reasoned with um, and can be, um, well, deals can be struck to have them, you know, deal with the waste in exchange for a food source for them. Ah, charming. Oh. The creature opens its mouth. Swamp water, like, pours out of its mouth, almost as if it, like, just does a little spit take. <laughs> Gwen will gingerly wave at the creature, just sort yeah. of like, hi. <laughs> It narrows its eyes on its stalk. Not dead. Correct. Mm, Yet. We are both new to the area and Um, not dead. Friend? Perhaps? Maybe? Friend. Queen? I mean, she is in charge of the local area, if that's what you're asking. Uh, New queen. Uh, Yes. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> on your upgrade. Yeah, I was going to say, you've been promoted. <laughs> Queen of the Ayug. I am Lurker. Oh my god, I'm so, so, yes. <laughs> oh, he just leans right into that um, name, okay. I guess Felix like points herself. <laughs> Felix. I, I'm Gwen. Cornelius. Oliver. Verity just stares at all of you like, okay, <laughs> talk to this weird thing if you want, but I'm going to stand here. <laughs> Verity. <laughs> like, <pass> Verity <laughs> on the shoulder. <laughs> I look at you. Red Queen. Once with Lurker. He's not going to remember Felix, but you're a redhead. Mm-hmm. Ah. Oh, I, could, I was like, what did he say? <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We would, I would like to make a deal, uh, agreement. Neighbor. Yes. Yes, we're your neighbors. Mm. Like a good neighbor, Red Queen is there. (laughs) (laughs) This lurker home. This. He gestures out with his tentacles. Lurker. This. He gestures with his tentacles in kind of a wavy fashion in the direction of the building. No face queen. I'm sorry, excuse me? No face, queen. No face, queen, home. Who is Ah. that? Who is the no face queen? No face, queen. The eye stalks bob in a nodding thing of like, ah, you got it. queen with no face, delightful. (laughs) Right. Um, Uh, Is no face queen alive? Not like you. Ah. Ah, okay. Hmm. Where is No Face Queen? No Face Queen home. Just with so the tentacle back in the direction in the of the building. building. Then is she your friend? We fight. Ah. Then she feed. No fight more. Right. All right. So she has been appeased. Or rather, she's appeased our new friend here. Yes, either or, I suppose. More that they avoid each other. Lurker, not no, appease. Um, more like, um, 
give food so you are not um, fighting. Hungry. Mm. <laughs> One tentacle rubs his belly. <laughs> I mean, God. I guess so. I can throw him a, ra- a, a trail ration real quick. Yeah. Why uh, not? A piece. He then <laughs> takes it and shoves it in his mouth. <laughs> a piece lurker more. <laughs> I do love Utyugs at least like are very straightforward it's like if you feed me you're a friend done well the only sad part is is that if we get this pump thing working his land is gonna go away mm. there's still a swamp there yeah. was still a swamp out here it's just smaller well there's still a swamp that's just on the south side of the stackies the highway south of town yeah so yes. we can either relocate him or maybe there'll still be some swamp left there's the Stackies Marsh that was originally existed on the other side of the Swanmere Pond. It's just the they drained the area of the Stackies Marsh north of Stackies to allow for farmland. Mm. So there technically yes. would still be a marsh. It's just a much smaller marsh. So we have to somehow convince him to move. Perhaps. So um, we stop No Face Queen for Lurker. Mm, new Queen. Yes, effectively. Red Queen, New Queen. Yes. Mean nothing to Lurker. <laughs> he doesn't care. A peace. <laughs> so he just wants food. I, I basically love that we basically taught him a peace means give food. <laughs> um, yes. You know food if give food. Well, that seems quite reasonable. I mean, I don't want to be food. Okay. <laughs> it is quite reasonable. Lurker, do you like the people in town? Is is that why you watch? People in town. Uh, a piece. That's right. A bunch of people just throw yeah, their, they just throw their garbage in, in there. a swamp. Yeah, and that's food. Give Lurker name. Oh, my Aww. God. Give <laughs> Lurker best of food, bone, and fur. Tasty. So, if we were to set up an appeasement place in the southern swamp... Yeah, like, would you go? Yes. <laughs> Instead of, like, the garbage yeah. dump. <laughs> a, a place to appease Lurker in the southern swamp. Would you be willing to move over that way? Lurker sits back. Like, actually does that thing almost like a dog, where, like, one, like the leg of the back goes down, <laughs> and then just has the, the two front ones. I just imagine the big splash as he plops yep. down. It's a <laughs> One tentacle comes up and begins scratching his chin. Oh my god, I love them. I will allow the party to make a diplomacy check. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll aid. I'll aid. Who's, yeah, who's our Either best? Roll independently I'll or I have a plus aid nine. Or... I, yeah, I have a plus nine too. More than one person a, can roll, doesn't matter. I have a plus ten. My yeah. diplomacy is a plus twelve. Why so don't we, we have two people aid. roll and two people aid? Okay, so let's do Oliver and Gwen roll okay. and the rest of us will aid. Real quick, round table. Um, Jessica, what'd you get? A twelve. I aid. All right. Jordan? With a two, I get an 11, and I aid. Hey. And Rachel, you're also aiding, correct? Yes. I got a one for a 10, so I can't not <laughs> aid. <laughs> so that sounds like that's a plus four for Oliver, mm-hmm. and then a plus two for Gwen. So, Heather, what did you get? I rolled an 11 for 23, so with Felix, a 25. 25? Nice. All right. And Ross, what do we get? With your Oliver plus rolled a 17. Um... With both the aid of Felix and Cornelius giving him a total of a 31. Wow. Dang. 
He so. seems intrigued by the place of appeasement that you've yeah, place of appeasement. <laughs> we're, we're basically setting up a landfill for him. Yes. I know. That's the thing. It's like, you know, hey, you were going to throw this out anyway. Just take it to this one place. It disappears overnight. Yeah, Great. we're going to set up an actual, like, dump that is run by the lurker. Lurker. Heck, if we, if we really got into it, we could be like, hey, other places, you have garbage? Bring garbage here. Appeasement depot. <laughs> Nominal fee charged. I love how quickly everyone falls into lurker speech. Yes. <laughs> it's fun. It is very fun to speak like an Bring uh, garbage to lurker appeasement place. It sounds like an advertisement you'd hear on Welcome to Night Vale. Yes. <laughs> it really does, though, doesn't it? Oh, Just God. the way Jordan said appeasement depot. It's like. <laughs> uh. Are you tired of Eldritch Abominations breaking into your trash disposal? <laughs> Bring your garbage to the appeasement depot. Come. Come to the appeasement depot. <laughs> Leave everything you don't want at the appeasement depot. <laughs> you will never see it again. <laughs> I need a t-shirt now that just says appeasement depot. <laughs> With a little yug on it. Appeasement has been achieved. Yeah. The, the lurker strokes his broad chin. If... No face queen, not eat you. <laughs> then lurker good with appeasement place. <laughs> yes! Perfect. Uh, seems we have a so deal. Pleasing. This is so pleasing. Can you tell us anything else about the no face queen other than she has no face? No face. All right. <laughs> well, he did <laughs> also imply odds. that she was undead. Uh -huh. Yes. Mm. Uh. Uh. <laughs> has stick. All right. Okay. Pointy. <laughs> um, the tentacle gestures at Oliver. Oh, a spear. Mm. Mm. No face, no have, no stick, no more. Okay. You t took her stick? She no carry stick. Okay. She had a stick, but not no longer. <laughs> Mm. Bright. One tentacle points up towards the sky, up towards the sun. It glowed. The stick glowed. Mm, light stick. Light mm. stick. <laughs> light stick. Okay. Cue the rave music. Sounds like it could be magical of some form. Oh, delightful. Possibly. Mm. She... Uh, angry. She throw it. She... Um, hungry. No. Mm. No. When... Hungry, long time. The two tentacles like slap together and clicking a finger or something like, ah, I got it. Sad. She's hungry, hungry and sad. Sad. Okay. sad face. Brings up these like tentacles and like a gesture in front of the eyes and almost this like ripping oh. motion. No face. Oh. Oh, she pulled oh, her skin off. on her face is gone. <laughs> no face, queen. <laughs> Horrible. Right. Yes. I was I was imagining not having any features of a face. This is worse. No, the yes, certainly. No face, queen. So right. her face is ripped off. Hmm. Well, it seems like she ripped her face off. Hmm. Is there some sort of undead that's known for ripping its own face off? <laughs> no, <laughs> not really. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty distinctive thing to do. Verity once heard of some sort of uh, face ripper. 
Verity had once heard of some sort of uh, cat dog weird hybrid creature that peels its own face back. Scary. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. Other than that, no, not specifically an undead okay. that rips its own hmm. face well, off. And this weird like hillbilly that apparently wears other people's faces. You've heard about that oh, too. Yes, very well. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well. Did the no face queen throw away stick, or does she just not carry it? Mm. Lurker, no see. Lurker, not. Lurking mm. at time. Ah, <laughs> fair enough. You can't mm. be everywhere. Red Queen. Red Queen. It gestures over towards uh, all of the rest of your companions. Red Queen cluster. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you I could say suppose? that. As a uh, group of three a- or more utyugs, as a cluster of utyugs. <laughs> Cornelius just <laughs> parrots that immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I know everything about Yugs, including that they're called clusters when there's more than three of them. No face, queen, cluster. Gestures back in the direction oh, of the building. She has uh, companions as well. Ah. Lovely. Mm. Well, all right, then um, I suppose we should clear out the pump house and then organize the lurkers' movement to the southern marsh and explain to the town what an appeasement spot is. Yes. <laughs> Depot. <laughs> How big no face cluster? It's hard to count when it's just two tentacles. More or less than Red Queen cluster. More. Oh, okay. Large cluster. Sleep. Sleep. Points up towards the sky, towards the sun again. And then points uh, over towards the western horizon. Wake. Ah, uh, so asleep during the day. Well, good. We might be able to get the jump on them, at least. Well, we can hope. All right, well, shall we? Yes, thank you, Lurker, for your help. Mm, Thank you, appeasement. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we shall contact you and Non about the appeasement place. (laughs) Don't throw a Non out there. Now you're going to have to teach him a new word. (laughs) Ah, uh, Very, very slowly, the whole of the creature just sinks down at the water as you just hear one final... Wow. A little tentacle stares at you, and that's it. Oh, he's going to wait and see what happens. He's going to learn. Submarine is dove down. (laughs) He needs to know if we get Speaking of submarines, yeah, the fate of his appeasement place hinges on whether or not we survive. They better survive. I want my free food. Exactly. (laughs) He wants us to survive this. Ah, Yugs. Who knew we were going to have our own little Utyug in our little town of Stackies? I'm very excited. Let's do it. It's great. I'll let you in on this. Uh, probably didn't want to fight him as he does have a special move that is not common Ooh. to most Utyugs. Lurker? Is it, is it called Drown? It's called <laughs> Corpse Spew. Oh! oh this one has a vomit attack. Oh, that's, that's horrendous. It's See, a 20 foot cone. Audience, this is why you don't uh, fight the Utyugs. They vomit. Under the appeasement spot sign, there's a beware vomited corpses notice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't anger the lurker. Spits yes. corpses. Like like when camels, you know, like camels, you know. <laughs> yeah. There's just Watch a little like, spit. cartoon of Definitely it. Spit. <laughs> yeah. I guess we're going to approach the uh, how, pump house. Words. There. Yes. Pump house. Carefully. To the right. No Face Queen home. <laughs> yes. Yes, with her cluster. Yeah, I mean, there's a set of stairs on this side that ascends to the uh, walkway that rings around the southern portion of this building. Ah, I very suppose good. suppose we head for the stairs. Very well. So making your way forward, ascending the stairs. Again, the muck here is thick. 
uh, sucks at your boots with each and every step as you cross this about 50 feet or so of just this damp ground. It gets slightly drier because you are going up an incline. Mm. And then when you reach the stairs, the stairs ascend up to a walkway that rings the outside of this building. The walkway itself is about 10 feet up. Although because of the slope, the elevation difference on this uh, bream that surrounds the canal here um, is about a difference of 10 feet. So you can tell that where you are here, it makes the building level with the canal. Mm. So once you ascend the stairs, uh, that puts you basically on level with the rest of the building. Okay. Ah, just a moment, please. Uh, I am going to uh, use one my quick study uh, exploit to swap out my hideous laughter spell that I had prepared. Um, mm. And let's replace that with, uh, yeah, mirror image seems good. <laughs> yeah, and that's I'm gonna fair. I'm going to cast shield. <laughs> All right. Huzzah. Because uh, this sounds like this is going to be a, a fight. All right. Yeah. Ascending the stairs, you reach the upper level. Again, there's a there's a guardrail that runs around the outside of this area. Moss has just accumulated. No one has cleared off this area in some time, and therefore just time and rain and growth has caused a thin layer of dirt to settle on the entirety of this upper platform. Although in places you can still see the dark stone underneath. As you make your way up here, this structure is ancient. I will allow anyone that has a architecture engineering to go ahead and make me roll. Hmm. I've rolled a 13 for a 21. Gwen rolls an 8 for a 16. So Cornelius, yeah, this tracks with what you know of this region. Again, Merrick County has, of course, been a county for millennia. And from what you vaguely understand, the stacky spur here was constructed. Most of the surrounding area was constructed probably in the 3000s. Jeez. And it looks like this area is probably constructed in about the mid 3000s. This building is probably a thousand years old. Dang. Mm. Uh, it's built in the traditional Taldane style. This one is a very utilitarian building. It was obviously upkept well and probably magically maintained as far as the, the structural integrity of this. It's notable in that complementary to the old Taldane engineers that that earthquake that destroyed the bridge seems to have done nothing to this building. Um, it is as stout in its foundations as it always has been. Fine Talden hmm. architecture. They used to build it to last. Not like nowadays, they don't build them like they used to. And a little bit of an analog maybe to Rome. Um, there are elements of Taldane construction, including Taldane, old Taldane alchemy. that was used mm. to construct things ah. like the ancient Taldane cement that people don't actually know how to make any longer. Ah, interesting. Okay. The secrets are lost. But ascending up here, you can uh, make your way around to the eastern side of the building. Uh, circling around to the side, you find a door that leads into the structure proper. Ah, very good. Approaching said door, uh, you can see another set of stairs makes its way back down from this walkway, mm -hmm. down onto that raised area that separates the marsh from the canal. Mm. All of you see that there's a door that leads into the structure, although, again, it's quite dark inside as you begin to glance inside of the building itself. Next to this door is propped up a a battered piece of rotted wood mm. carved into this is a short phrase in common that states simply do not enter and underneath that only death sleeps here mm. oh wow that's threatening that's great there's a curious <sighs> symbol carved underneath that ah. um, anyone that wishes to may make me a knowledge religion no thank you I will like to do that I will turn on the sure. lamp on my belt though so that I can see my little ever-burning mm. lamp. Okay. Yeah, I'm guessing uh, light spells all around. Yeah, for sure. 
All right, for my religion check, uh, Cornelius rolls an 8 for a 17. Not great. Gren rolls a 15 for a 23. Well, uh, Felix got a 19 for a 26. All right. Cornelius, you don't recognize this. Maybe it's the artistic expression. Maybe it's just didn't occur to you. I'm, I'm thinking about all the things that are about to eat our faces. Let's be real. Felix and Gwen, you do recognize this or what this is intended to be. Although it raises more questions than it answers. There's a line scratched in the center here with what almost looks to be a C connecting the top of it to make it vaguely look like a P just out of proportion. The line is way too long and the curve is way too small with two markers that go on either side. It almost looks like two V's rising up with another set of V's underneath it just inverted. After a long moment, both of you realize that this is a crude representation of a sword flanked by wings. Hmm. The holy symbol of a Razni. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's what? weird. That's weird. Um, Although Razni as the Red Crusader, the goddess Arasni from five, six, seven hundred years ago. Wild. Huh. That's strange. Uh, both of you are generally speaking aware that Arasni was once the Red Crusader, Herald of Aradin. She was a goddess of uh, war and basically the patron goddess of the Knights of Ozum during the Shining Crusade, which is mostly how she has a connection to Taldor. However, Arasni was slain during the Shining Crusade by the Lich Tarbafon and then buried in the City of Vigil until her body was stolen by the necromancer Geb and taken away to the nation of Geb far to the south and on a completely different continent from what you're on now. And they're um, raised back up as a lich herself, where she rules Geb as the lich queen. Hmm. That's what you know. How long ago did the pump break? Uh, 25 years ago is when it okay, finally broke so down. The no-face queen must have brought this here. There's no way it was from when the pump was still active. I suppose so. What's unique about this? That's the holy symbol of Arasni when she was still the Red Crusader during the Shining Crusade. Mm. Quite a long time ago. Huh. Odd. There's no reason anyone in the town would have probably used it. It's strange, but I feel as though we... It doesn't really change what we're having to do here. No, I was just saying that, mm. if anything, it's weird that a group of undead would have that posted outside their lair. Well, they may not know what it is either. Or perhaps they're from the cemetery some time ago. Could be. Yes, that would make sense. I will allow um, anyone that either wants to make a craft check, which you can technically roll untrained, uh, or an appraise may do so. Uh, and Gwen and Felix and Cornelius cast light. Did uh, Oliver cast light spell? Yeah, I'll go ahead and do that. Uh, Verity gets a 16 for a 17 appraise. Uh, Cornelius rolls another nat one for a 13. Felix got a 7 for a 12. I don't know if it lends any credence as far as uh, Verity is concerned, but as you kind of step forward, you look over this rotted thing you're eyeing inside of the building whatever this piece of wood is, it's actually backed by some fabric. At which point you realize that this isn't just a chunk of wood, it's technically part of a coffin lid. Oh! Mm. This appears to be oh. part of a coffin lid. Well, that makes Ugh. much more sense. Lends yes. right. credence to why it's here. I am going to also go on and cast my shield spell, actually. <laughs> <laughs> As Ross the player goes, vampire? Yeah, I don't like this. I don't, I don't like it. That would be real bad for us at this level. The doorway stands yawning open ahead of you. Well, all right. Um, Verity's going to step inside. Time to hit the hornet's nest. The five of you make your way in. Again, I imagine uh, Verity, Oliver, Gwen. Again, you're, you're entering into a rather large room, probably forming up to form um, the front line since you're the mm. front line fighters. With uh, Felix, I imagine crossbow in hand and Cornelius uh, fingers at the ready to start spellcasting. 
as Oliver whispers off a spell of protection before you stride into the chamber beyond. Entering, you find a large room. The ceiling of this chamber is probably some 15 feet high. The chamber from one side to the other, um, you're coming in on the, uh, the eastern side of the room, but you step in, you find that the chamber is about 30 feet wide and uh, actually stretches out of the distance of the 40-foot dim illumination cast by your light sources as you stride in all these brilliant lights, uh, since everyone in the party has a light source. Off towards your right-hand side is a complex-looking device. This mass of pistons, gears, this incredibly complicated mechanical device, this mechanism that you can only assume is the actual pump part of this. Ah. as this building houses this massive pump. As you look over to the side, you can see uh, down below, the pump basically stands over this well uh, that extends down for uh, about 60 feet into the local water table. Mm. Although uh, glancing down, the water within is stagnant and fetid. Gross. Actually, anyone that wishes to, uh, while looking this over, can make me a, a knowledge engineering or profession driver. Well, that's, that's a weird, weird one. Engineering it is. Yeah. Uh, I roll a 13 for a 21 engineering. Uh, Gwen rolls a nine for a 17. Okay, both of those succeed. And explaining why profession driver is an, op is an option, you can tell that um, the pump mechanism here has been clearly modified to accommodate a rope that would pass through a small slot carved into the wall. In essence, allowing someone to turn this into an animal-drawn power source. You could yoke ah. animals to this and then have them walk in a slow circle. Huh. As you look to the other side of the room, you can see that the far side of the room contains supplies, um, machinery, maybe things for repairing the pump, although you can't be completely sure. Ahead, the wall off towards your right is covered by a number of pins that would allow one to hang up a variety of different tools. Judging from what you can see looking over that, you're going to guess that these were probably tools specifically for cleaning out the well or keeping the pump clear or keeping the pipes cleared. It's basically... Um, all I can think of is you have an entire wall of like pole cleaning supplies that are like your poles yeah. and your skimmers yeah. and all the rest of that we off towards one side. definitely need to hire people to maintain this place. Seems like it. As you begin to step forward, you can see that the far end of the room is separated into two sections by a large wall. The wall's initial purpose, you're not entirely positive what the reasoning for it is. It creates these two large areas, this division that turns the 30-foot room into two 15-foot sections. Hmm. Judging by the amount of hay on the floor there, it looks like these were probably turned into animal pins when oxen would previously pull this as a basically an animal-driven pump, as mm. opposed to the magical-driven pump that it was previously. And a door exits mm. off towards your right-hand side that makes its way deeper into the structure. Um, it's hard to tell from here. Again, there's a scattering of boxes about and various supplies, and the entirety of this place has this air of age. That combined with the fact that most of the objects in here, most of the wooden barrels and crates and such, due to the humidity, due to the moisture in here, due to the age and time, have been almost reduced to mulch. That is coupled by that smell of rotting hay, which is almost overpowering. However, above all of that, as far as the, the odor of this chamber, mm. is this pervasive smell of wet decay. Uh-oh. This Ugh. horrid stench that you find seems to be coming primarily from those two alcoves. In large part, it seems to be coming from, as you step fully, your light begins to play in through those alcoves, and you can see in there clearly six disturbing, long, thin boxes. Mm. No. And as you step in, 
you begin to hear this creak, this this wet creaking sound. Oh, and as no. you look, you see fingers come up out of the edge under the lid of one of these boxes, grab on oh, to the side ah. and begin to lift as that I had horrid, not vampires. fetid stench of yeah. rot becomes overpowering. As this figure sits up, this horribly emaciated figure, skin turned bruised to the shade of purple, like this yeah. weak old mm. bruise tinged with Eesh. yellow and black as it turns to face you, um, which you think judging by the build, the clothing, the tattered remnants was once a fisherman or woman. The face almost splits open as the cheeks Ugh. tear, Ugh. revealing these rows of Ugh. sharp teeth as this foot and a half long purple tongue lolls out of its open Ugh. mouth. The thing screeches, run to you as loudly as possible before he or she begins to clamber up to her feet as the other caskets begin to burst open. It's interesting, they're trying to keep us from being killed by them, but also they're still trying to eat us. Well, they can't stop the hunger. Yes. Let me go ahead and reveal them there for oh you as uh, this half dozen uh. horrific looking undead creatures, again, these emaciated, bruised looking creatures begin to stand up to their feet. Well, and uh, I will need initiative from the party. Oh, okay. I regret not preparing Create Pit. Oh. They probably could climb. I thought you were going to say, I regret not listening to the sign that said, don't come in here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, probably that too. Everyone, I've rolled a nat one and I am sad. Oh, no. Well, that's uh, that's unfortunate. I have combat Let me queue up a little Sirenscape. Sirenscape. Don't open. Dead inside. Huh. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's true. So let's do a quick uh, round table. Jessica, what do we get? I rolled a one for a six. Mm. Oh. I'm just sitting there going, you're telling us to run, but you're trying to eat us. It's so strange. And I was like, oh, yes, combat. That's what we're doing. It's like, I need you to be in the moment here. <laughs> Truly say what you mean. But I have combat reflex. I have combat mm. reflexes, though. So if they come over here, I guess. That is true. You can still take attacks of opportunity. Yeah. I imagine Verity is like she's holding the glaive with like one hand and the other hand partially on it, but also has a like perfumed handkerchief up to her mouth. Ah, like yes. the smell oh, in God. here is oh, terrible. It's foul. All right, Jordan, what do we get for Cornelius? Uh, Cornelius rolls a perfectly average 10 for a 12. Mm. 10 for a 12. All right. Heather, what do we get for Gwynwavar? Gwyn rolls a five for a six. Oh, so pretty much the exact yikes. opposite of Verity. <laughs> yikes. We're learning that addition doesn't matter which order the numbers are in. Mm. <laughs> oh, the rare is that math the commutative joke property? from Jess. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Oh, my God. The order of operations still applies. All right, Rachel, what do we get for Felix? I mean, I was slightly above average with a 12 for 14. Oh, you're killing it today. 12 for 14. All right. Yep. And Ross, what do we get for Oliver? Uh, Oliver's doing okay, actually. I got a 14 for a 16. 14 for a 16. All right. Yeah. So uh, let us begin. I'll go ahead and give this to you guys. I will not necessarily even applaud you. However, I will let you know that you did make the right choice. Um, the choice you'd already planned on making and also the choice suggested to you by the Because otherwise we would have writer. been here at night. Uh, otherwise, you would have shown up if you'd taken if it taken you seven hours to get here. You would have shown up, and they would have already been up. Yup. Ooh. Bad. However, um, round one of combat begins, and unfortunately, uh, one of the ghouls gets first initiative. So action oh. number one is stands up from prone because uh, they all yeah. are That's, all prone right you know, now. At least, at least yeah. we got that going for us. Better than nothing. Yep. 
goes ahead and uh, can't help themselves. Yeah. Yeah, just stands up from prone and rushes you. Uh. Mm. Rushing straight at Gwen. Although, uh. Uh, since they did have to stand up from prone, they cannot take an attack this turn. Brings us to the next school, um, who stands up from prone also and uh, rushes the party. Uh, this one does go through Verity's threat range, and so Heck Verity yeah. does get an attack of opportunity. I will take it. God, this is going to be one of those fights. I rolled a five for 15. It's not going to do it. Uh, uh, 15 will strike the ghoul oh, as the ghoul yeah. rushes wow. forward good. and closes on you. Oh, good. There you go. Get it, Verity. Get it. Uh, 18 damage. Ow. 18. Sorry, wow. that two wow. less. 16 damage. 16 damage. Like, hey, that's still, that's still, good. That's still really nine. good. That's still, yeah. You whip back around, lopping the head off of this ghoul mm. as it closes on you um, as the Ooh. head goes flying off. Very Ooh. nice. Impressive. Combat reflexes. Good investment. We love combat reflexes. Taking us to the next ghoul who stands up from prone and rushes Verity, which I believe means combat another reflexes. attack of opportunity as you bring the yeah. weapon back around. Three for 13. Uh, a 13, unfortunately, will not strike as... Uh, <laughs> well, mm. Can't well, again, you just lopped this first one's head off and you're trying to bring your weapon back around in position. I continuing so. with that swing. <laughs> yeah, this one uh, dives under the swing as we get around to Oliver. There are uh, two of these uh, horrible creatures close on you. You may make a knowledge religion if you so wish. I do not have knowledge religion, unfortunately. You're pretty sure they're undead. Yeah. <laughs> so far, we don't know where this no-face queen is, is the one thing. Yeah, we're missing so. the queen. At least I yeah. think we're missing the queen. We can't. Maybe one of these is the queen. We just can't tell. No, these all have yeah. faces. Oh no, yeah, you're right. They all, all have, have faces. faces. Yeah. Okay. So for now, I think what Oliver is going to do is snap his fingers, empowering his, uh, empowering Fidelius with extra magic. So giving me an additional uh, plus two. All right. And then from there, I'm going to go on ahead and uh, make an attack. Let's do the one in front of Verity, just because that one has actually gotten within her range. So um, we'll start with that one. All right. That is a 14 for a 24 to hit the ghoul. A 24 nice. will hit your target as you bring your spear around and thrust out. So I slam in for minimum damage, but still seven, which is not bad. For minimum damage, that's not bad. That's pretty nice. You bring your weapon back around, stabbing into this one as you, uh, you thrust forward. The creature recoils from the hit. Um, hissing again, the tongue like lolling out at you as it flexes its claws. But uh, yeah, you push it free of the end of your spear. All right, uh, quite tough. Uh, that is my turn. That brings us to Felix. Um. Okay. Well, so that's a sixteen for a twenty-three to know what these are. With a twenty-three, uh, yeah, you do know what you're facing here. All right. These are creatures commonly referred to as ghouls. Um, humanoid creatures with uh, long, sharp teeth, pallid flesh. Ghouls are undead that usually haunt graveyards and eat corpses. Legends hold that the first ghouls were either cannibalistic humans whose unnatural hunger dragged them back from death, or humans who in life fed on the rotting remains of their kin and died and were reborn from the foul disease. Ghouls lurk on the edge of civilization, in or near cemeteries, or in city sewers, where they can find ample supplies of their favorite food, dead people. Mm. Uh, though they prefer rotting bodies and often bury their victims for a while to improve their taste, they will eat fresh kills if they are hungry enough. Though most surface ghouls live primitively, uh, rumors speak of ghoul cities deep underground, led by priests who worship ancient cruel gods or strange demon lords of hunger. Okay. You may ask pertaining towards the ghoul three questions. Uh, special defenses. Well, first off, ghouls are undead, um, and therefore 
do possess the standard undead special defenses, which do include immunity to death effects, disease, mind affecting effects, charms, compulsions, morale effects, phantasms, and patterns, paralysis, poison, sleep, and stun, any effect that requires a fortitude save unless the effect also works on objects. Also not okay. subject to ability to drain, <laughs> energy drain, or non-lethal damage, immune to damage mm -hmm. and penalties to the physical ability scores, as well as fatigue and exhaustion effects, and not at risk of death from massive damage, which I don't use the massive damage rule, so that one's fine. In addition to okay. that, you know that ghouls are uh, resistant to channeled energy. Meaning that they do get okay. a save on their rolls against channel. Uh, yeah, I believe energy. it's a boost to their saves. I think they it's get just a, it's a bonus yeah. to their save. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess special attacks? Special attacks. Ghouls uh, possess two yes. special attacks. Uh, uh, first off, ghouls. and most horrifyingly, is uh, paralysis. Any creature that is struck by the bite or claws of a ghoul, unless that creature is an elf, will be paralyzed if they do not make their fortitude save. The worst part of ghouls. And we're an all-human party. Yep. The second one is uh, that old, the bite of a ghoul carries a disease known as ghoul fever. Ghoul fever is a steadily acting paralytic that also uh, has, it's kind of a consumption paralytic. Um, in essence, it does constitution to dexterity damage. It is very, very difficult to resist over time. And an individual that is killed by ghoul fever will rise as a ghoul themselves at the next midnight. Any creature who becomes a ghoul in this way retains none of the abilities it possessed in life. Uh, though there are some exceptions to that, but uh, it will hunger for the flesh of the living and behaves like a normal ghoul in all respect. Okay, uh, I guess special qualities? I think that's the only thing that's left. Yeah, really the only thing as far as the special qualities for these creatures are concerned is um, they possess dark vision. There's not really much past that. Okay. Um, well, with that in mind, uh, okay, I'm kind of in the back... I'm going to ready that when they all close in, I'm going to channel positive energy. Cool. All right. Very well. Works for me. Uh, just for all of you and uh, for any of the audience that has a chance to. But I will post this over here for you guys. I just love this piece of artwork, by the way. Oh, oh wow. Uh, that is actually the cover art for this book, which is the party fighting off. Uh, that's what happens if you come here at night where they oh, jump they you on your boat. The boat that you're <laughs> in. Oh, my gosh. That would have been yeah. so much worse. But I love that artwork. That I, uh, artwork is so I great. I disapprove of this. So yeah. if you get a chance to look at the cover artwork for Book Two of War for the Crown, it uh, it has this epic picture of this boat being overrun by these ghouls that are trying to like flip the boat over. <laughs> that is so yeah. cool. Why would you come to the swamp at n Anyway, sorry. You got really lost. Mm. You get really, really lost. That brings us to Cornelius. Cornelius pulls back his right hand, mutters and casts into it as a snowball appears, and I cast snowball and throw it at the ghoul in front of Gwen. All hey. right. All right. Okay, that is an wow. 18 for a 22 to hit its touch AC, first off. A 22 will hit your foe's touch AC. Jeez. And uh, wow, really good roll. Uh, 20 points of cold damage wow. to it. Wow. 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 Neat. That's Jeez. really good. You blast this thing full on with this uh, this snowball that you summon into your hand as slams into the center of this thing. It topples back, its head shattering into frozen pieces as it Neat. hits the ground. Uh, Whoa. Obviously quite dead. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. That was a good shot. <laughs> Ah, excellent. He's in a wintry area. Snowballs are his uh, weapon of choice. Yes, uh, speaking because I know Verity's fighting style now, I'm going to take a five-foot step back. <laughs> All right, Cornelius retreats back a step, taking us from there to the next ghoul. Stands up from prone, moves 30 feet in. This one screeches, Flee before she comes. Oh. I'm terrified of her. Verity. Well, sorry. Verity's going to take a step back uh, and slash out at the ghoul in front of her. Yeah. All right. You spring back, lash out at the ghoul. <laughs> That's going to be a 19 for a 29. 
A 29 nice. will strike your foe. Venice. Very good. Get it. Striking out for 13 slashing damage. Bam. Wowzers. As you whip back around, slice into the already injured ghoul as uh, Oliver pulls his polearm free from this. You whip around with your own, cleaving into this thing, slicing through its shoulder, just between its shoulder and its neck, slice down through the center of its ribcage before good. the creature falls almost in two pieces, nice. uh, hitting the ground dead. Elegantly done. I'm worried about her, but these are not such a big problem. Uh, the next school stands up to their feet and closes, rushing forward. Bring us to Gwen. All right, Gwen will move uh, 20 feet forward, just past Oliver and a little bit past Verity. All right, so rushing up to the one uh, the one that was screaming at you about getting out of here before she comes. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the advice, but now you have to die. Sorry, but we need this pump house. Well, you're welcome, I think, because no also, yeah, you're kind of you're welcome because undeath is terrible. And Gwen will uh, take a swing at the ghoul that she's now within reach of. Wonderful <laughs> dice. For an eight. I don't know what my dice are doing today. Yeah, I need you need to, to go in and like reconfigure your dice colors or something. <laughs> you know? yeah. But that's the end of my turn. Very well. Bring us to the last of the ghouls, um, who also stands up and rushes forward, closing on Gwen. Although again, uh, since they had to stand up from prone, is unfortunately still can only move forward and not actually attack. And that should also trigger my ready to action. Yep. That is Neat. 11 uh, points of positive energy rolling over the room. We're looking at a 10, a 12, and a 23 for the saves against your wow. channel positive energy. Wow. <laughs> uh, the 10 and the 12 will both fail, uh, but the 23 will save. Ouch. Uh, badly burning two of them. As you present the holy symbol, the holy key of Abadar, as this pulse rolls off of you, burning through them. Unlock their connection to uh, life. They press on, but uh, the skin is basically blistering with heat and flaking off in ash as they continue to close. Mm. Uh, as they scream in hunger and... You're not entirely positive if it's rage or fear. Mm. Mm. It feels like both. That brings us around. You've killed the first three ghouls, um, but they were at the top of the initiative, so that brings us to Oliver. Herb oh. <laughs> All right. They rolled conveniently where it was one alcove and then the other. Going. Yeah, it actually was kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that was very nice of them. I feel like I should try to finish them off, so I suppose I'm going to try to do that. Uh, Get them. Oliver oh. moves around, stepping over one of the dead ghouls uh, okay. before chanting and intoning and forming a cone in front of him. Watch yeah. out, Gwen. Technically, it'll just barely miss you. Very well. Gwen takes a spring back as uh, flames lick yes. over them. I believe I need some reflex saves. As a, From that burning the hands? sheet of fire rolls over them. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at a 10, a 17, and an 11. Uh, the 10 and 11 fail. The 17 does succeed. Okay. As I roll over them for 15 points of fire Ooh, damage. Very wow. nice. So, yeah, basically, <laughs> as, again, this roll. one charges in. Um, there's that presented holy symbol that light washes back. They recoil back from this as Gwen steps out of the way. Oliver springs over one of the bodies, cups his hand, and gestures forward as uh, the sheet washes over them as they burst into flames, falling down to the ground in this wave <laughs> of good. death and fire. <sighs> well, that smell is not pleasant, but good. I'm so sorry. Uh, oh, the smell is terrible. Oh, well, don't apologize for killing them. It's fine. <laughs> uh, is it uh, not concerning to anyone else that uh, they spent their last hungry moments trying to warn us of what's to come? It is quite odd. It's a little concerning, yes. <sighs> Speaking of, where is said queen? Further back, potentially? There is a click sound. Oh. Uh, 
followed by another and another. All of you do have one round of actions you may take. I'm going to step up next to Gwen. Cool. I will uh, <laughs> I will uh, go ahead and ready to cast a uh, magic missile when I see her. I'm going to pop my uh, wand of shield out of my wrist sheath and cast shield on myself. Nice. Um, it's not technically on my list. You have to so... use magic device. Yes. I roll a 15 for a 28. Is that enough to use a first level wand, Rick? Uh, actually, using a wand is a flat DC 20. Mm. Oh, okay, cool. And now I have shield for a minute. Very nice. Very well. Gotta say it's nice to be melee. No spells. I just hit stuff. There's not a lot I can <laughs> choose to do right now. Yeah, honestly, because I'm probably going to have to run around and do stuff, I'm going to cast Sanctuary on myself. Well, oh, okay. why not? All right. Uh, I will move up by Gwyn and Verity and go ahead and cast full strength on myself because uh, Neat. sounds like a good time for it. Because something's coming. Yep. Go ahead and give me oh, a no. perception roll from the party. Oh, no. Uh, well, oh, we're dear. not good at that. I'm Find really yourself. not good at that. Good gravy. I rolled a two for a two, so. I rolled a natural one for a three. <laughs> I rolled an eight for a 15. I rolled a six for a 17. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I rolled a 17 for a 17. <laughs> <laughs> not really. I need a better roll. <laughs> this uh, gas rogue is really going to get us now. <laughs> hey, I, I have uncanny dodge, baby. You pause here. You look into the darkness. Again, there's the only the one entrance into this chamber. Before, very briefly, a shadow passes over. Not the doorway, ahead. It's only at the very last second that you see the creature drop down from out of the machinery. Whoa. The various pipes and poles as it launches itself, no. dropping down, landing spryly I'm in next trouble. to Cornelius. I'm in as it so flexes much trouble. its claws and lashes out. Technically, Cornelius does not see it until it makes its attack. Yep. Uh, and then it's, I'm going to provoke an attack from it when I cast my magic. Yeah, and I don't see it, so I can't bodyguard you. Yeah, I know. But you can choose not to do your ready to yeah, action. Yeah, I'm going to probably not do to. my ready to action. But, uh, well, we'll get to that great. in a second. Let me do the attack roll first. Yeah, well, at least I have shield and mage armor on me, so my AC is decent. As yeah. it bites out at Cornelius, it basically launches itself down from above. This figure... Again, this emaciated figure, bruised purple skin, the face completely clawed off to the point okay. that there's just strips of meat clinging oh. to an exposed skull. Ugh. Eyes glaring full of hate, wearing what seems to be this, maybe it was once a robe of white, now turned gray and splotchy and mold eaten emblazoned across the chest with the still vaguely discernible stitched pattern of a red wing design across the chest and a sword design running down the center. Jeez. Oh, so this no. is like a former a something. A former cleric of Erasmus. Because didn't they, didn't they all go like, uh, not like crazy, but like. No, uh, they didn't go crazy. No, that was the ones for Aridin. That was Aridin. Uh, let's see about Cornelius. <laughs> oh, That's no. a bad laugh. I don't laugh. like That's that. A bad Stop like it. That. that is a natural one, which I believe yeah, will miss. This we like, this we like. All right, all right, all right. Again, as Cornelius turns, like, faces up towards us, maybe it's just, like, for a moment it can't see, like, where Cornelius' hands are. Maybe it's for a moment as it hits the ground. It seems to hesitate enough for Cornelius to backpedal, almost falling back into Felix as it screeches, Run! Oh. 
Maybe this isn't No Face. No, oh, I God. think this is No Face. She also doesn't want to be Who killing us. Who also doesn't want us to be here, yeah. which makes me think this place is cursed. I think she just no, can't help eating us. I think us. they're undead and they don't want to hurt people because there's mm. a warning on at the door, don't come inside. Mm-hmm. Only like death ghouls, sleeps here. Like ghouls and gas can't control their urges, but... They're technically intelligent they, undead. Yes, I think they have enough memory of who they were in life to go, I don't want to hurt people, we're just going to hide in here. But... Sorry. There's only so well, much they it, can we do. Well, dang it, we kind of ruined that. Well, we need this we pump need house. this pump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we and don't also, need ghouls and gas wandering yeah. around. They don't want also, yeah, they're kind of a public uh, public threat. It's We're putting them out of their misery yep. at this point. So, uh, one thing I will point out, actually, real quick, just because it was brought up a second ago. Uh, you did radiant action. Yep. Um, the creature is now threatening you. Yep. However, you may take a five-foot step as part of your readied action. Oh, only if you don't otherwise move any distance during your turn. Okay, okay. Sick. so I will take a five-foot step back. Um, nice. <laughs> I, I will okay. stumble back, bounce off of Verity, and then just blast my hands forward as three magic missiles go in and fail themselves yeah. in the queen. You mean Felix. I do mean Felix. Yeah. <laughs> the red I just always want to go to, to Verity. I don't know why, but in my head, uh, Cornelius is always screaming during battle. And I don't mean that in, like, to be fair, bat. I also tend to think Cornelius is kind of screaming during battle. I like, think some of it's how why. Jordan portrays the character as being like. But it's uh. just like, it's like he's doing stuff. He's not just being like, oh my he's god. He's being affected, but, just... but he's he's basically going the entire time. He's like casting spells, casting spells. Screeching and arms flailing when he's not casting. So I don't know why, but that's exactly what goes on in my head for Cornelius. I'm like, I guess. (laughs) Yes. uh, So anyway, I uh, I blast my magic missiles out, unerringly striking her for nine points of damage. Yeah, the purple shards slice into the queen without a face. She falls back, hits the uh, the side of the machinery before continuing to launch herself forward. Uh, Diving towards the attack, bring us to Oliver. All right. Oliver is going to heft Fidelius in an underhanded grip and begin spell casting um, as I'm actually going to use my ranged spell strike. Let's see how well this goes. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, throw it with, let's go for a rhyme snowball, shall we? Hey, okay. nice. She is no within 20 feet of me, which means that uh, I am not taking any penalties, and I have point blank shot, which is good. Nice. Very well. All right, let's go. Oh, oh, yes. oh that is there a perfect go. 20 for a 30. A uh, 30 will strike your target. That will hit right. threat. Roll to confirm. With a, well, a four for a 14, so I don't know if that's going to do it. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> a 14 will not hey, confirm you your critical hit. But your rhyme, again, ice coats your weapon as you hurl uh, your spear across the distance at her. All right, so no. my snowball doesn't do much damage. I do nine points of cold damage with that. Uh, however, okay. I still that's do still damage. I still do 10 points of damage with the throw oh, as I, like, impale her. I mean, that's uh, 19 damage total. That's a lot. That is a painful hit. She is and now entangled for the next round because it is a rhyme right. spell. Oh, nice. <laughs> Nicely done. All right. Oliver then uh, moves forward into base contact with her while drawing promise as he goes, the sword bestowed by Princess Eutropia. Very well. Let's go. So you throw your spear. Uh, you basically cast, throw a spear, slam this thing. Ice, like this ice-covered spear, rams into her shoulder. Hit a, hits her with enough force to burst out her back. 
<laughs> as this like ice just covers the front of her, causing her to be entangled as you rush forward, drawing your blade, bring us to Felix, sheltered in the sanctity of Abador. Indeed. Okay, so I am going to, since they seem very, very scared of her, I'm going to cast a Searing Light. Okay, mm -hmm. you're going to go ahead and break your sanctuary? Um, yeah. Okay. Mm. Frickety frack. Nope, that mm. doesn't do anything because that's a two for a three. Yeah, <sighs> unfortunately, you <sighs> raise a hand, blast off this ray of light, but unfortunately, you just can't get an angle as it sears past, uh, sadly doing nothing as it hits the far wall. You have move mm. action remaining if you'd like to take it. Um, yeah, I'm going to at least, uh, I'm going to move 10 feet back. Okay. All right. So Felix fires off this blast, retreats back, take us from there to Verity. Oh yeah, Verity's going to step in behind Oliver and uh, strike out at this, uh, this not nice lady. Let's go. Let's go. It's a 10 for a 20. Hey. A 20 will strike your foe as you bring your hey. blade around and stab over Oliver's shoulder into her. It's going to be 11 points of damage. Cutting into the queen without a face. Ah, very nice. As you retract your blade, good, unfortunately, good, good. she is still pressing forward um, to the Ugh. attack as she continues after you. I start to yank on Cornelius to push him back even. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, get back, get back, get back. Bring us from there to Gwen. Gwen will step up next to Oliver and then in front of Cornelius. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. I apologize. Um, I meant to do this. And then I just got distracted because it didn't apply to Oliver until the end of his turn. Because mm. this is not a ghoul. This is a ghast. Oh. I will need oh, a um, uh. fortitude save from uh, Oliver first. And then yep. Verity once she closed. Oh, that was bad. Um, and then well, Gwen I'm, now that she's closing. I'm going to use one of my resolves to roll this twice and take the better. What? What just happened? Mmm. I would like a hero point. Can I borrow yeah. one from Cesare real fast? He wouldn't mind. No way! <laughs> Holy cow! I got to roll twice and take it better, and that still only got me a four for a nine. Ugh. Jordan. Wow. Jordan? So I, I believe that was a natural one from Ross, a natural one from Heather, a natural <laughs> yep. one from Jessica with a reroll yep. for a wow. four. Oh my God. I, I don't even four. know that what to do. Bananas. Yep, that's not great. We're about to be in trouble. That was that was that was probably the what? worst possible thing that could have happened because uh, mm -hmm. our whole front line just failed. That <laughs> it's not going to change the results from. I mean, I did throw twenty feet away. So you I don't threw from twenty feet away, is. and uh, it might have changed the results on Jessica's, but that was my fault. So, um, are, are we nauseated or sickened? That's you are sickened. Um, okay, that could have oh, been okay. worse. Gwen is sickened. Yeah, I was gonna say it's, it's the problem of uh, sickened. Very yeah. sickened. I'm glad that's, not to be nauseated at least. Man, I was... six, six, six. That's a uh, that's <laughs> yeah. that was something bananas. That yes. was wild. That's the saving throw of the beast. Sage, <laughs> wow. Seriously, sage the freaking server. Banish whatever <laughs> spirits. Gwen, as you rush forward again, you're struck by the horrid stench rolling off of this thing. Um, so unfortunately, you are sickened. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm still gonna try to hit her. My dice don't like me today. I roll a four, four and eight. I Jeez. guess that's the end of my turn. I was gonna say you guys turn. have been being incredibly efficient while also rolling terribly. It's weird. I know. Well, that's that's the thing. The ghouls have a low challenge rating, so we were getting away with it. We don't get away with it anymore. Gwen, you rush for this horrible stench rolls over as you close, uh, taking us from Gwen to Cornelius. I believe I have to make a fortitude save. Uh, you are within ten feet, so I will need a yep. fortitude save from Cornelius as well. 
All right, 11 for a 15. <laughs> it's going to be funny if Cornelius is the only one to save. No, no, unfortunately, Cornelius, you are also <laughs> oh, Dang it. All right. I fine, was trying to invoke in. rule of funny. It didn't work. No. Uh, if no. it spurted it, uh, all of you will be sickened for the next 60 rounds. So Not we'll worry about that later. Hey, Good to great. know. It's just great. This ain't going um, away anytime soon. Well, you know. If this fight is still going on in round 66, I will be surprised. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're probably okay. Um, oh, I'm going to go ahead then. Let's see, I'm sickened, but you know what doesn't care if I'm sickened? Magic missile. Yeah. Hmm? That is true. So you chant, extend a hand, throw another yep. barrage of magic missiles. She can take 10 more points of damage. All right, shredding into her. And uh, you know what? I'll join uh, Felix in the back because <laughs> I moved <laughs> back good. 10 feet. <laughs> She's like, if you throw up on me... <laughs> As, uh, again, Cornelius <sighs> retreats back, bring us back around to the queen without a face. All right. Yeah, she turns her attention, flex her claws as she turns her attention on Oliver. Yeah. On the plus side, she's entangled. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to be rolling into a full attack here. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. Next time. Oh, 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 that's a oh, All right, okay, all surprise. right. Dang it. <laughs> well, fine. Either the entire fight will still be going on for like half the episode next one, or we're going to end it in the first 20 minutes. We'll see what happens. Yep. <laughs> it's fair. It depends on how we roll, really. Yeah. Oh. Say, I mean, we've been doing okay against her so far. It's just... We're not actually injured yet. Mm. Yet. I she missed that. me, thankfully. You're all rewarded <laughs> yeah. for choosing the right course. You have chosen it for us. wisely. Woo! You know who else has chosen wisely? <laughs> Our patrons! <laughs> At the very least, I hope that they think we've chosen wisely in investing in this quality entertainment because uh, we are trying our best to deliver each and every single week. Honestly, I think this week kind of has. We've had some good role play. We had some experience. We, we've done a fight and a half all in one yeah, episode. Yeah, we, we had to kill a bunch of ghouls, which is cool. Utyugs are friends, not foes. <laughs> and by the way, if you like Utyugs, if you like um, history involving the Shining Crusade and potentially Razni and things like that, maybe go and check out our Patreon, since uh, we do have a, a nice little podcast over there that involves a whole bunch of that. Oh, yeah. It's a good place to check out. Yeah, one of these more than the other, but I'll leave that to you to determine which is which. It's true. So uh, I would like to take this opportunity to thank a couple of our patrons by name, as we so often like to do. And I will start by thanking Plague Noir. Oh, wow. Ooh, I like that. That's yeah, a good one. Yeah, very cool. Thank that you, Plague Noir. Like, that sounds like an <laughs> amazing um, Plague Doctor character in a uh, Blades in the Dark campaign. Mm. Oh, yeah. I see Jessica's still trying to figure out maybe how to pronounce his first name. Aki JV Jabbers. Thank you. Thank you. And please thank you. Us. Thank we would you. like yeah. to know the proper way to say that. Yes. Maybe it's Akiyave. Anyway, Akiyave Jabbers. I mean, if we're going maybe. French. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Who knows? I please respond know. back with how to say your name. Thank you so much, though, for your continued support. For sure. Yeah. For letting us butcher your name. <laughs> yeah, right. And I would like to thank Rob Schroeder. Well, thank you, All Rob. All right. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate thank it. you, Rob. I would like to thank Stephen Zakis. Well, thank you, Stephen. So thank, thank you, you Stephen. And another it. addition to the Stevens. Uh, and we got a, more Z names. I love the Z and the X names. Ah, Zakis. Uh, and I would like to thank Adam F. Well, thank All you, right. Adam. Thank you, Appreciate Adam. Appreciate it, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Awesome. I had a character named Adam once. Very good. I wonder if Adam's a warlock player. For all of our Marvel fans out there. And I would like to thank uh, Stefan Dewey. So thank you, Stefan. Thank you, Stefan. Thanks, yes. Stefan. Thank, thank you, you. Stefan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Steven Enjoy adjacent. your decimal system. 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> As a libra- I feel like I was given this one because I was, I'm a librarian. I'm like, waiting for you to make that joke. It's <laughs> yeah. <be> great. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, thank you all for your continued support. You are all amazing special shout out and thank you as we so often do to the amazing community that surrounds this podcast you are phenomenal every one of you are, are basically providing a constant aid and other action to us and it is it helps us so much <laughs> we need it this. apparently uh, i was yeah. gonna say the yeah. dice are, are, clay, are crying out for your aid <laughs> sometimes when yeah. the dice betray us like this all we can think to ourselves is thank god for our patrons <laughs> And everything that you do, as well as thank you to this community that has, has sprung up around us. Thank you to everyone over on our subreddit, everyone who backs us on social media, everyone who goes to our Discord. Thank you all for being there for us and being there for one another. It can be sometimes difficult out there in the uh, the day-to-day life, not even just in the Pathfinder or the role-playing world. It can be difficult for everyone in the day-to-day. And sometimes it's mm. nice to be able to just have this great community that you can reach out to, you can talk to these people. And there's so many wonderful people in this community that help make everyone's days a little brighter so yeah, again absolutely thank you all we'd of course also like to take the time to thank our find the path tier patrons and this includes english bob andrew miller Braden warrell colin bill eric and lisa junker eric mole gary s ian date jessica vetterly jim c john Koo, joshua saldana justin m lewis ellis robert beach sandy archer siren roll tj khan and Travis, thank you for believing in us and supporting us, for helping us find the path through this uh, this horrible swamp to make our way to this horrible place to be mauled by horrible monsters. Yeah, and by us, so I mean them, because I get to be the monster. But yes, <laughs> we made a friend. We did make a friend. So there was yep. a there was a positive in in all of that. I built a friend. Is, assuming we all survive, of course. But I mean, well, that's yeah. true. We will not be friends if we are killed. That's yeah, true. Yes, you, you won't be friends. You'll be appeasement if you all die here. <laughs> delicious, delicious appeasement. <laughs> My God. I mean, it's better than dying. That's so funny. Regardless, though, uh, uh, check back in next time to see whether or not this fight somehow completely twists around since you guys have not been injured yet. I mean, that is true. But check back with us next time to, uh, to see how this fight concludes and to see what other mysteries might be awaiting here in the Stacky's Pump House. And until mm. next time, good luck, Pathfinders. Bye, Good luck out there, everybody. Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. War for the Crown is copyright 2018. War for the Crown and the Pathfinder Venture Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.